0: Welcome to Podium and Park. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kun Shaw. How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. It's been an eventful week to say the least.
0: Yeah, busy, busy times for the Yankees against the Blue Jays and Reds. And uh boy, we got so much news this week that it feels like a lot compared to the past several, even when the even the occasional good Yankees week didn't have this much going
1: on. Yeah, there was just so much happened in the last, like, seven days since we recorded, and usually it's just, well, well. I feel like a lot of the theme this year has been, well, yeah, the team sucked and couldn't score runs, but know, even last week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, the last week they've been playing better, but it was still, like, uneventful relatively in the sense that there was just not a lot of stuff outside of the game, but there was a lot of stuff inside and outside of the games going on this week that was just, okay. We're in for uh, we're in for a busy one today.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just start just get get this underway. Go up north of the border. The four game set in Toronto, which is about as crazy was what four game set a seen between these two teams since I would say maybe that 2015 season when they were both competing for the division title.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Did you know that in Canada they allow allow giant babies to play baseball? And oh, wow. run a baseball organization, wow,
0: that's the... that's uh, I don't know if that's uh, very no, that's not that's not very good of them. I mean, it sounds like child labor,
1: <laughs> exactly. But that's what's happening because they're all a gi- bunch of giant babies up there,
0: yeah, especially apparently. John Snyder.
1: <laughs> First of all, John Snyder, do not call anybody fat boy. Let's just let's just let's just start with that, yeah. You like, what do we call anybody <laughs> like? Be aware a little bit, also, like, just not, don't <laughs> but... be a butt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there was a lot going on. Uh, Aaron Judge looking to his right apparently caused a lot of controversy because... Oh, the, God. It started with like the Blue Jays announcers just trying to like make something out of nothing because they couldn't explain why Aaron Judge or how Aaron Judge hit a home run.
0: Yeah, for that part, I've come <laughs> down on the side of like if they notice something, they are announcers... It's their job to sort of bring that up. So I don't really care about that. It's just like, okay, fine. But the way that it escalated (laughs) from there, where then he got like John Schneider talking about it, then he got like other players talking about it. Then it becomes basically like a 24 hour news cycle Until Aaron Judge, hits a home run in almost the exact same situation again the next day in the eighth inning. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Aaron Judge is just really good at baseball. So maybe it (laughs) didn't matter. And also then the the pitcher who threw it admitted that he was tipping. So it's just like, great. Glad we solved that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you may not know this, and I don't think it's been covered, but Aaron Judge actually broke the American League home run record last year. Whoa. So, so I, I understand why I understand why some people might be surprised if he hits a home run, but no, he's just good.
0: Yeah, and pitch tipping—if you—if the guy is doing a doing something with his glove to indicate a pitch is coming, that's perfectly legal to communicate to your players. Hey, this is look for this. So one, Aaron Judge doesn't need all the signs to homer off Jay Jackson. Number two, if he got it, then yeah, he's going to use it. if Jay Jackson is being an idiot about
1: tipping Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> Anyway, I've talked about this more than I want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God,
0: that was so tedious. I would get like going on and around the league, and then like Lancelin is saying like, oh, I'd I'd hit him, and it's like, okay, Lance, don't isn't your ERA like six and a half? Maybe calm down.
1: <laughs> Are you still pitching, Lancelin?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's stuck in the tire fire, of Chicago. So you know, good on him. <laughs>
1: yeah. hey, well, I had something and then I lost it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm
1: over it. I'm over it
0: yeah well, it was just so tedious so like everyone is weighing in it's like oh no he's like looking over here like when it's when this story is ending up on like sports center and like top headlines and it's like oh my god calm down guys i'm glad that we did not podcast the day after that
1: yeah yeah and like i get it to a certain extent because it's like the yankees and it's aaron judge so it's gonna bring in clicks and views and whatever so like and that's just what this biz- the business drives off of. So I get it. It's just annoying. It's yeah. just really annoying and dumb. And like, yeah, like to your point, like I get that the announcers, like, if they saw something, they have to bring it up. But they were like speculating and insinuating during uh, when while bringing it up, and that's what bothered me more yeah, than anything it, else. If
0: you're going to the, I don't want to speculate about stuff. That's like, well, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, then the next day, it turns out that a Yankee was cheating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh freaking Domingo Harmon that was ugh. yeah throws three perfect innings and then uh, more rosin mixture whatever going on in his hands they were talking about like oh like it was probably just uh, like dip but now that's definitely not just dip and if the empire saying like those are the stickiest hands I've ever felt then yeah you're maybe doing something <laughs>
1: And mind you, this this umpire crew also felt his sticky hands a few weeks before. Uh, I forget when was the last time. That was against like the twins. Um, the I the think twins, it was like yeah.
0: April 15th or something like that.
1: Yeah, so it's the same crew. And they have, experience the with, they have experience with Domingo's hand stickiness and his inability to wipe his hands after he poops. And, <laughs> well, they found that it was worse this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were, Yankees were frankly probably a little lucky that first time around that. Domingo Herman was not tossed then. So, I mean, to anyone smarter, it feels like that should have been like a be on the lookout, don't be an idiot. But yeah, especially Domingo
1: with Harmon. the same crew, that's that's the part that gets me. It's like, dude, how dumb are you?
0: Yeah, no, it was so much of the flashback to Michael Pinedo, like having slabs of pine tarns yeah. <laughs> where it's like he had already been like on the like a little bit of a shaky path. And then it's like, uh oh, don't get <laughs> do that. Don't double down.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a, that was a whole thing, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the Yankees lost to make Harmon for 10 games and um, they were frankly fortunate to uh, stay in the game that they were in as long as they could and they won that one so bullpen really did honestly a pretty terrific job in the past week of pitching a lot of innings that were not being provided by the pitching by the starting rotation
1: yeah no the bullpen did a phenomenal job um the only one like i think you expect you were hoping Garrett Cole could probably last a little bit longer than six innings, mm-hmm. and you could see like Aaron Boone trying to make it work and trying to steal at least like another inning, at least another couple outs into that seventh, uh, seventh inning, and then it just didn't work for him. Yeah, but.
0: and that was what that was one where like I get it just because of how much the bullpen had been used. Like we were seeing we saw a lot of high leverage innings from like Ryan Weber and Albert Abreu. And, this past and week
1: honestly working which is <laughs> yeah. what scared me more than anything
0: else <laughs> yeah like good we rag on well particularly abreu weber we just don't have any expectations for because he's just ryan weber and anything you get from him is a bonus but abreu can just be frustrating because you see him like dial it up to 99 strike out matt chapman and beau Bichette, and you're like this guy can do stuff when everything is working well but it's just such a problem with walks but this past week credit where credit's due he was really good
1: Yeah, three innings pitched this uh, past week. Two against Cincinnati, one against Toronto. Got four strikeouts. You know, only one walk, no runs, no hits. Solid. Yeah. Very, very un-Albert Abreu-like performances there. (laughs) Got saves from
0: King, Peralta, Marinaccio, Weber, and Holmes just in the past week.
1: (laughs) Ryan Weber. Closer.
0: yeah apparently <laughs> it worked out, and that's no, game, but you know
1: what you know what? I do like that. I think that Boone's kind of starting to realize like, hey, I don't need a specific person in the ninth or whatever. um obviously, Clay Holmes struggles earlier on uh, lent itself to that, but he's really just going by the matchups, mixing and matching and doing what it takes. and for all the uh flack that Aaron Boone catches about his bullpen management, um this was a good week for him,
0: oh yeah. Because he's a guy who ends up working a ton, I think just because like he's he's a lefty, and also you you just feel pretty good with Wandy Peralta out there, so it's definitely a natural inclination to try to pitch him more than pretty much anyone else, except for like Michael King in some ways. But Michael King is also restricted because you're usually going multiple innings with him. But yeah, Wandy seeing a lot of time and doing the job. Unfortunately, did not do the job in the walk off home run. To the Blue Jays for freaking Danny Jansen, who turns into a pumpkin properly whenever the Yankees are off the field. But you know, Wandy's been doing this for long enough for the Yankees that you give a pass.
1: Yeah, you're allowed to have a blip.
0: Yeah, I guess we should, in talking about the bullpen, should talk about the reason why we had to see much more of Albert Abreu and Ian Hamilton. Or excuse me. <laughs> there you go, Ian Hamilton on the IL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he was he came in to replace the ejected Domingo Herman and he strained his uh, groin, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly maybe he just warmed up a little too quickly or wasn't warmed up enough because he was trying to, you know, get into the game really quick, whatever it is. But, yeah, no, it sucks because he'd been really coming into his own and, you know, climbing up that ladder of in Aaron Boone's inner trusted circle of relievers, and deservedly so. Like, he'd been phenomenal. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and Boone had talked about I think he was like nursing something very minor in the past like weeks. So that probably was just a situation where it got aggravated a bit. And now that they lost him for actually they said four weeks. So uh they're gonna have to get by for a little while without him. Ideally they'll get some reinforcement soon ish with Tommy Canely since he's already rehabbing. We'll get to more of that later on the injury front, but for now they will have to make do without the Salambio, which is too bad.
1: Yeah. What? what can you do?
0: Yeah. But, they got some reinforcements for the rotation, too, so that'll help eat up some of those innings at the front. Got Luis Severino back Severino on back. Sunday.
1: Yeah, Savvy season has resumed.
0: So even with the 75-pitch limit on Sunday, he looked really sharp and gives you a lot of hope for his next outing, and we hope probably be able to go even deeper. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy quite like Cole where you can counts on him for this guy can probably give you seven innings whenever but he can occasionally go seven and he'll usually go six i would say so yeah that's no, already a step up from what like the back of the rotation was giving you
1: yeah he he got charged for one run which honestly should have been counted towards the umpire's era than his yeah, that was but... weird <laughs> it was a weird situation like you yeah. can't blame him for that but like no besides that he looked fantastic uh ready to go you could see why he had been clamoring for you know pitching for a while because you know he didn't look like he was fighting off any rust or anything like that mind you I mean it was against the Reds which is not like you know the Rays or Blue Jays or anything like that but still like there's still a major league baseball team
0: (laughs) yep yep they are they are a team that exists I saw them light up Kodai Senga uh, when they were playing the Mets for pretty recently and Senga's look pretty good so they can turn out occasionally so (laughs) that's wow what a high praise that is
1: (laughs) they can score runs at times (laughs) yeah
0: i mean i will say i don't think that they would ever the yankees were ever actually going to pick keeping johnny brito over clark schmidt but the fact that schmidt pitched you know i don't want to say well but he pitched pretty maybe like a b minus against the reds on friday and then brito just got torched for four runs and four innings it's like okay we we know who the uh the better potential starter here is
1: yeah, no, there, like, there was almost no shot uh, with just way the way the season had rolled out. Obviously, if Brito was pitching like he did the first two games, yeah, no, hundred percent, probably you have that conversation with Clark Schmidt, and Brito stayed in the rotation. But the way it had been going, there was no no chance in hell, uh, and the Yankees confirmed that when they sent him down for to activate Luis Severino.
0: Yeah, and I believe they will need to figure out what to do with Brito's rotation spot. In the next week, because you know, they won't have Domingo Herman. Thanks, man. But I'm sure they were just like, we will cross that bridge when you come to it. Hopefully, no one gets injured. But if someone does, then just swap them back in. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, they'll probably figure it out, piece together some sort of bullpen game, yeah, which it- is kind of what like every other game has be- been anyway. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, in the past uh, eight games for Domingo, for, for Johnny Brito, he. Um had an ERA of 7.12 and a FIP of 6.52 and a 965 OPS against. So that is not what you want.
1: So what you're saying is he was pitching better than the results showed. Mm.
0: <laughs> so you'll yeah. understand it, but hopefully he can work out something more with his other pitches because the changeup still looks really good. He just doesn't have enough, he just doesn't have enough pitches right now, really, to get it done at the big league level. Even like when he came in as the bulk guy in that one opener situation with Johnny, with Jimmy Cordero Uh, in Toronto, he was just fine. I thought like he still gave four runs. One one of them was only one of them was earned, but it wasn't exactly like a dominant performance.
1: No, it was, it was solid. Yeah. You take it, but yeah,
0: you ask (laughs) for more than it's okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If that's your peak, then that's not good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like
1: technically he got the win.
0: Congrats! He did, yeah. Oh,
1: him. Happy for him. Congrats, buddy.
0: Congrats to number seventy-six. Which yeah. I'll give him this. I I don't think I can name another number seventy-six in Yankees history. So
1: I didn't even know his number was seventy-six.
0: I I'll be honest. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, well here you go. The oh, literally the only other person to wear number seventy-six is uh, Tanner Swanson, Tanner Swanson the, the, coach. Coaching, the coach catching coach.
1: <laughs> Which now I know I don't know what he wore. Why does, it, does he also have it this year? Are they, were they both wearing 76?
0: Uh-oh. 76 drama. Did he have to Got get... It. Did he demand it? And Johnny Brito had to give him like a gold watch for it.
1: Apparently, Ta- Tanner Swanson wore 68 in the year 2020. But that has since been 76. What the... Alright. Sure, why not?
0: We gotta resolve this. What What is Tanner Swanson wearing now? He is... Wearing seventy three, there you go. That's what ah, the Yankees site says. So,
1: there we go. Had to give up his seventy six for Jimmy yeah. Brito.
0: Apparently, Brad Wilkerson is wearing Dellen's number sixty eight, which is interesting. But <laughs> different body types.
1: Yeah. Well, went from Dellen to Tanner uh, to Tanner Swanson to Brad Wilkerson. Mm.
0: The the circle of life.
1: <laughs> Brad Wilkerson, the 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 person John Schneider was referring to, apparently.
0: Yeah. Expo's legend must must be said. That's how yes. I remember him. All right. I guess something else to talk about. We briefly touched on Ian Hamilton hitting the IL, but also hitting the IL this week. And a bit of a surprise was Jose Trevino. He is on the shelf for a little bit with, uh, that was a hamstring strain, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. So instead we get Ben Rortvet. <laughs> he he exists. exists. He played. He <laughs> looked okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he was fine. Uh, Technically, he has a five hundred batting average right now. Um oh, wow! So Look at him go. Better, better than expected with his uh, where did he go? His two hundred and forty one OPS plus. So Ben Rortvet, better than Aaron Judge, if you ask me. Don't ask. Yeah, me. hey these Don't these are me. just the
0: numbers, folks. We are here to
1: report the facts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't ask sample us size. about
0: sample size. Yeah,
1: <laughs> S- sample size be damned.
0: Yeah, but no, we'll yeah. probably um, end up seeing a little bit more of Rortvet in the next week or so with. Piggy making the majority of the starts and uh, you know, it's, it's weird to not see Jose Trevino there. Just even though we've only technically had him on the team for like a little over a year at this point, but he's just such a staple back there. And even when he's not doing much of the bat as has been the case for, you know, frankly, most of the past uh, 10 months, basically from the second half onward, he's such a defensive force back there. The pitchers love throwing to him. He, he has a great idea of game calling great framing does everything well. There's a reason he won that platinum glove there. So they will have to get by without him. But you see the value of a defensive catcher and basically like the Astros sticking with Martin Maldonado, no matter how bad his offensive numbers get. And I think the Yankees are basically in that camp too.
1: Yeah. Um, I will say I'll give uh, kudos to Ben Rortvet for embracing the he's not a real person joke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you would be like, yeah, I've heard the jokes. So, I mean, how can you not at that point? <laughs>
1: Well, if he's not a real person, that's how you cut it up. Yeah, that's true.
0: So, in yeah. the Yankees and uh wilkes Bar Rail Riders accounts uh, on Twitter were both like getting in on that too. It's like, yes, he's real.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, good, good, good stuff. Good fun all around.
0: Yeah, the Red Series was a little bit less chaotic than everything that went on in Toronto, though we still had uh, some weird glove stuff going on with uh, Clark Schmidt and quote glove fur. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah. He had uh, some glove fur on his hand. Uh, Was it coming out, uh, coming back out for the fourth inning or fifth inning? I forget which one it was. But um, the umpires checked him and, you know, made him go back and wash his hands. And the uh, the umpire, I forgot who it was, after the game was like, yeah, no, he didn't have a foreign substance. He could just, it just, there were some black marks on it. It was like from the glove, I guess. He was just sweating way too much. But, Quote, Glove Fur was a first. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I
0: can't say I've heard that one either. That was just yeah. like, Ugh. I mean, I, I guess technically, but...
1: Yeah, and it was uh, the, fir- the, the first time David Bell was ejected in that series. <laughs>
0: yeah, David Bell, not exactly pleased with the umpiring yeah. crew. No one was really pleased with the umpiring crew, frankly, in this series.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair.
0: Yeah, and I, and I don't blame but... him for being annoyed either. I think this was, like, different than the Domingo Hamon thing, but oh, coming on the heels of... What what happened with Herman? I could see him being like, Well, I don't think you should give them any breaks. Probably if we were a Reds podcast, one, we would be very sad, but two, we would be yeah. like, Yeah, David Bell.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd be roaring for him. And then he got ejected on Sunday again as well. Yeah. For...
0: <laughs> that was Are... I, I love that we got the uh both interim we've got both bench coaches popping in as the uh acting managers in that game. Yeah.
1: Aaron Boone ejected before noon which is yeah, so
0: funny <laughs> that has to be one of the earliest ejections in MLB history just in terms
1: of time <laughs> yeah because like not many games are starting at 11 35 no like there's then... like the
0: Peahawk games there's the Boston Marathon game then like if they're ever playing like season opening series in Japan or like Korea next year that could happen at like like 6 a.m. Eastern, but that's a little yeah. I <laughs>
1: I'm, 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 for 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 that, I'm gonna go with whatever local time is. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think this has got to be up there. I respect yeah. it. It's like you know what, this Especially is stupid. Yeah. That was a bad call, and I just want to sit in my office and drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. like it's way too early for this. can get thrown out in the first inning, I don't even care anymore.
0: <laughs> whatever, it's just the Reds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, David Bell getting ejected because he was arguing about a quick pitch. But, like, what I found funny about that was, like, it was a ball.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think it was just, like, standing on principle. But,
1: yeah, no, 100%. Like, I get it. It was just amusing to me.
0: Yeah. So, odd finale. But, hey, Seve took over. And so did uh, Aaron Judge, whose name we have not really talked about in terms of, like, actual performance beyond the home run. Because he really brought it this past week. And he had, like, the four-hit game his first one since last year and just a bunch of home runs too. you. This is the Aaron judge that we saw last year, basically.
1: Yeah. He's basically trying to make good on uh, my promise of 74. I I almost said, I almost said his promise. And I was like, wait, no, he never promised.
0: Aaron judge vows. 74 (laughs) home runs in a month.
1: That that was was part of the the deal for uh, accepting the captaincy.
0: Yes. (laughs) And Look, man,
1: it's going to happen. I'm telling you
0: mm. the middle game of that series with the Reds was a little closer than I would have liked. It was it was weird that they went that quiet against the Reds and, and I had to go to 10 innings made me a little bit nervous. But then they finally like, turned up then with Judge getting the big hit. And then Rizzo who also had his second straight really good week in a row. Uh, with the big home run, he had a couple home runs in Cincinnati, really showing his comfort from his Cubs days, no doubt. Yeah,
1: well, if Johnny Brito didn't have to give up four runs every time he, he pitched, then maybe it'd be a different story.
0: Yeah, that was part of it, too. But also, you'd you'd like them to do a little bit better against the Reds' bullpen in those yeah. like, mid-to-late innings. They they got it right in the 10th inning when they really like laid it on, but still.
1: Listen, you do not understand... The the struggle of facing Buck Farmer.
0: Buck Farmer, yes, <laughs> great name, even better Spoonerism. <laughs> uh, uh, the Cincinnati class, Reds,
1: a classic team. Buck Farmer. <laughs> like, there's no other team a person named Buck Farmer could pitch for. I don't think.
0: I remember he came up with the Tigers, but like, yeah, and
1: he's not there anymore because it, yeah. it wasn't allowed.
0: Going <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This doesn't make sense. You got to go to the Reds. <laughs> yeah did buck Where farmer ever he... pitch in the field of dreams game because he should have
1: oh uh, i have no idea
0: i gotta look this up because i know the reds were in the field of dreams game last year so let's... Right, when,
1: what date was that
0: it was in august i assume. <laughs> that's not let's see
1: that's helpful. let's see august 11 2022 where's my buck farmer page there it is Let's go to his 2022 game logs. He did pitch in it. He did Hell pitch yes. in it. One, point, one in a third inning, one hit, no runs allowed, no walks, and a strikeout. Good for go you. Buck Farmer.
0: <laughs> Finally in his natural state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, anyway, after that detour.
1: You know what? This is my Yankee of the Week. Buck Farmer pitching in the Field of Dreams <laughs> game last year.
0: <laughs> he has very much to do with the Yankees. <laughs> yeah they were in the previous year's field of dreams game
1: hey yeah and and last year's field of dreams game was apparently on my mother's birthday so it's all relative here folks
0: see it's not all about the dads of field of dreams folks yes (laughs) it's also about kunja's bob
1: yes (laughs) specifically very very specifically her
0: (laughs) yeah well okay something else we need to talk about that probably should have come earlier aaron hicks is no longer on the team
1: Oh, so we're just going straight from, like, Buck Farmer to Aaron Hicks?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no <laughs> easy segue with Aaron Hicks. Not yeah, no, at that's any fair. point in the past three years, anyway, so.
1: No, it's fair. Um, It sucks. Yeah. Uh, just because of how it came to an end. Like, I think you and I both, uh, we both really like Aaron Hicks. Like, just the person. Like, you know, he seems like a really cool dude down to earth. Um, yeah. And obviously, you could tell by the way he, like, his just body language or everything. He wasn't, like happy or anything like that he wanted to be better wanted to get better just i don't know if the injuries just took a toll on him or what it was but yeah it's just been a struggle especially ever since he had the wrist surgery i think
0: yeah because like 2020 the shortened season he was still pretty good at the bat but basically when it once he came back from the injury that he had in 2021 and he just wasn't the same guy last year i mean one of the reasons why they had to go out and get like an Andrew Ben attendee was because not only was Joey Gallo not doing anything, Aaron Hicks wasn't doing much either. And his play was just getting worse. It, you could see him taking it out, on the, taking out into the field occasionally. It was just rough. And I, I feel bad too, especially since he was actually like, I don't know how sustainable it was probably not, but he was hitting a little bit better in the previous week. But I think the Yankees unjustifiably made the decision we can do something better with his roster spot. I just again we, we keep hammering this home. Wish they had decided this in the off season because this was not news.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know why they decided that so this experiment was gonna maybe work or turn stuff around. Maybe it was just like, Hey, we're paying him, let's give it one more shot or whatever it was. But yeah, it's been it was bad. Um because yeah. to your point, like in the last like week week or so he had been, you know, a little bit more palatable played appearances and whatnot he had a three hit game he hit a home run at least
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. it happened
1: we saw it (laughs) we saw it (laughs) but yeah it was just it it was a long it was not a long time coming but it's something that probably should have happened sooner like you said
0: (laughs) yeah and even if like you weren't going to cut him in the offseason they should have just gotten like a better reserve outfielder to you could plug that in then this is not meant to be a slight on Greg Allen, old friend who came back to the Yankees, is really funny. to See that they traded for him, and then suddenly we see the switch. The news that they were swapping Hicks for Hicks for Allen is like, oh, okay, well, fine. But he's um, a useful player who can, as we've seen, really run the bases. He's perfect with steals this year in the minors and <laughs> stolen a whole bunch too. I think he was twenty three for twenty three, and yeah. he's okay with the glove too. But again, you just wish that they would have like found a better use for a reserve outfielder spot, but. Best of luck to Greg Allen anyway. Uh, he got off to a good start this weekend, that's for sure.
1: Hey, he's got a triple because he's got those wheels. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he stole uh, stole a base and moved uh, moved up on a wild pitch. Uh, had a good uh, tag on moving from second to third and the game on Saturday to help Judge bring him in for that run in extra innings. So yep. these are like these little differences of the margins that, like, Aaron Hicks didn't even have that speed anymore, so... Allen is just immediately a better player because it, they, Hicks is not doing that yeah, much. He says that,
1: something. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, so he
1: has something to provide.
0: So um, I appreciate that they upgraded that roster spot. I just wish it didn't take them until mid-may to do so.
1: Yeah, like it, 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 I think the only like, the the funny part about the whole thing is just like kind of how and when it happened, right? You know, we've been talking about like, oh, when Giancarlo saying gets back or whatever, like you know, all these things potential like opportunities or whatever when Harrison Bader gets back they might have to cut Aaron Hicks and you know somehow he stuck through it but then randomly make a trade with the Red Sox to, for Greg Allen because he had a <laughs> what was it upward, mo, uh, upward mobility mobili- clause like upward yeah. mobility clause yeah which like we've heard of those before just I've never heard that phrasing before mm-hmm. so that that was amusing to me but yeah and then the, that's that that's the move to finally be like you know what Aaron Hicks it's We're time done. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, and it's just but, the, the timing seemed odd too because it was like the middle of the series. Like they played the game with Aaron Hicks on Friday night, and then the next day he was just like, "He just see reports being like Aaron Hicks is cleaning out his locker." It's like, "Oh God, <laughs> all right."
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they it might have probably had to do with Greg Allen's upward mobility clause, I think, right?
0: Like, yeah, I'm I'm sure that is like exactly why it happened on that specific date. It's just very yeah. odd. <laughs>
1: Otherwise, you would think they'd at least wait for like the off, like today, like the off day or something like that. Come yeah. back home and then do it. Um, but yeah, because the whole thing with the uh, Greg Allen was that the Red Sox either had to promote him or trade him to a team that would give him a major league opportunity. And well, what didn't you know it?
0: Twenty twenty one Yankees legend Greg Allen back in the mix, booting antics <laughs> out of here. Jeez.
1: Yeah. What a oh. world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Think he plays again? I think I think he'll catch on somewhere, but I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's, I, th- I mean, someone's gonna give him a chance, especially because like they they basically have to pay him nothing, right? He's gonna clear yeah. waivers. Like nobody's gonna claim him. No. the clear waivers become a free agent, and then maybe he get picks on like gets like a minor deal or a minor's deal or something like that. Or maybe he joins kinda... someone
0: as like a bench player with the possibility for a bigger role if he hits. Yeah, hmm.
1: maybe. <laughs> Detroit Tigers,
0: go- he's calling out to you. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Maybe he'll go uh, go back home to Minnesota.
0: Yeah, well, probably not.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. No,
0: I think they have barred him from the ballpark after that, uh, that, that robbery.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That we'll was a good Eric moment. We'll always have that, the homer off of Joseph Verlander in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> I remember he had a three-homer game against the Red Sox in like 2018, I think. Yeah. And, of course, in 2017, when he broke out, that was his first really good year because they had traded for him and then 2016 was not good for him so it's just like well what are they doing exactly he seems okay defensively but then it all came together in that season where pretty much everything came together Aaron Hicks is one of the most important parts of the second best Yankees team of the past 20 years that's we'll stop you know yep so we wish him no ill will we wish him the best but it was well past time for it to end so sayonara
1: yeah sucks how it ended Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time with the Yankees. Yeah. And for, you know, trying, yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right.
0: Let's take an ad break, and we will be right back. And we're back. So uh, we're going to wrap up with uh, just covering some injuries that we not yet discussed. Um, seems like Carlos Rodon is in throwing program that's having him throw further and further, build up arm strength, and, you know, hopefully... He will make his way back to a rehab assignment too. Nothing yet has been announced, but it does feel like they are inching ever so slowly toward that.
1: Yeah. For what it's worth, um, Rodon has been asking or he, basically implying that he wants to keep pitching uh, or like, you know, he he's ready to go or whatever. And the Yankees are just being conservative with him, which Makes sense, I guess. Uh, they just committed six to him for six years. The last thing they want to do is, you know, get him back out too quickly and then just lose him for later on. So you know, they're just like, we'll weather the storm right now and then have you, if at all, uh, if at all possible, which is not starting to look like it will be, but like rather have you in the second half, you know, ready to go rather than bringing you back too early and having to have you miss time then.
0: Yeah, I I'd like to hope that they know that. it's like because it's chronic he's going to have to like pitch through it basically like for the rest of his career so yeah as long as like he feels like he's getting a better handle on it a lot of it was like his comfort level so hopefully they do get to the point where they're like okay let's see we can if we can get you back on the mound this year because we don't really want to wait till 2024 that'd be kind of sad yeah
1: (laughs) and Rodon said that he was he was pitching through this uh last year with the giants too so yeah, so a little bit more hopeful this week, I guess.
0: <laughs> that's all. That's all we got. That's all we got. Yeah. Um Mike. Yeah, Giancarlo Stan seems like he's getting pretty close to rehab games himself, and that's another one where the Yankees have been taking it slow just because of the nature of Stain's injury history. Um, right. I believe they it'll it probably end up being around like the four to six week timeline that they had first said when he went down with the injury, just because. You assume we'll probably need like uh, maybe a little under a week of rehab games. So,
1: yeah, I think next week would be the like, whatever point, it would be six weeks since mm-hmm. he went down. So, let's see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aaron Boone said he's, quote, getting real close. Hurrah. <laughs> Yay. At least he's resumed like baseball activities fully and stuff like that. So now it's just a matter of getting him into some game action, which again, they're being conservative about, but. Yeah. Um now who was getting close to uh
0: know <laughs> who was getting close to game action, but now is not, is Josh Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: who yeah,
0: sliced he... his thumb setting up a toy for his daughter, which is just like, yeah, that, that sounds about right.
1: <laughs> you know what? That toy is my actual Yankee of the week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Like you could keep taking your time, Joshy It's 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 okay.
1: Yeah. Make sure the thumb is fully, fully unsliced. DJ LeMahieu,
0: by the way, really good defense in Cincinnati. He was looking great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's why, you know, and which is pretty much all that Justin Johnson can offer at this point is his glove. so. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with the DJ experience. I think that's most, the other, that's
0: most of the injury updates because we already talked about like Javino, Ian Hamilton, Kane Lee's. Getting closer, it seems like because he's already in rehab assignments, he should be with Somerset or Scranton this week. So, ideally, he's back sometime next week with the road with the West Coast road
1: trip. Yeah, uh, the Yankees said that he's they would like him to have like five to six rehab assignments, but at least two with either Somerset or Scranton, and then they'll evaluate again after that. Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be the six, but he'll have at least two outings there before they decide and call him up so it'll probably depend on how this week goes if any new injuries come up or whatever and just yeah like you said going into a west coast trip just how they feel about their bullpen state before they decide yeah let's just activate him and bring him along for the ride
0: right and oswald peraza is healthy again but he was officially optioned and basically just like captain Scrain in uh off the aisle which i think makes sense i don't really see where he would be playing consistently right now with how the Yankees lineup is humming along. So I think that's okay for the time being, especially with like both Judge and Bader back the lineup. You know, we already have like a DH and don't need to like rotate DJ or Rizzo in there. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it makes sense to just keep letting him get consistent at-bats instead of just kind of hanging around the bench just to, you know, be a part of the ride. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, in some and... in some encouraging, I guess, news, uh Luis Heal, who we haven't, you know, thought about in a long time, but you know, he's a, recovering from Tommy John surgery. He had a first his first bullpen session uh this past week. So, you know, that's just fun, I guess. Yeah, that'll him. be
0: something that uh, it's nope. not like anything
1: for the immediate future or whatever.
0: Right. but it, it's something where we've seen, you know, the Yankees' AAA depth in the rotation is such that Johnny Brito was the first man getting Calls early in the season, so um hopefully, if Heel can make a comeback toward that, or possibly even a bullpen role, maybe that could be in his future too. Because I think his stuff would really work in a short relief role. But also, just down to Triple, this isn't an injury note, but Will Warren got promoted from Double A. He's a serious pitching prospect for them, so just another guy who could potentially come up if the situation arises. And he's pitching well in Triple A because he's a better ceiling than most of those guys.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Congrats to him on his promotion.
0: Yes, <laughs> Will Warren. Better than Adam, baby. We'll see. <laughs> Will he? Will he? Oh, Adam Warren I guess did pitch like almost 10 years in the big, so that can't that's yeah. not nothing. That's not, nothing. <laughs>
1: that's not a bad bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a solid career and then he spent like 4 years Towards the end of it, Scranton again, or are just wondering, like, are the issues gonna call him up? Yeah, why
0: is he here? <laughs> that has been a little bit awkward. It's like, oh, uh, I guess this isn't happening. Like when they had a yeah. Nick Swisher there in like 2016 or whatever for a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, that was that, that was a thing too.
0: Yeah, I do appreciate that he basically just like turned Waffle House into his like office hours. <laughs> <Just Yeah>. like, <laughs> like come here, and well I'll buy this cheap food and we'll just talk baseball and stuff. Yeah. Hey, got to know Aaron Judge and a whole bunch of those other guys that were coming up then, so good timing for Swish.
1: Nick Swisher is the reason Aaron Judge is so good. You heard it
0: here first, folks. Yeah, and, well, it, mainly Waffle House, but also Nick Swisher.
1: It's well, all Swisher. <laughs> It's all relative.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, now that we've talked about, we've reached talking about Adam Warren, I believe it is time to move on to the uh, B-Ref check-in. So, uh, I don't think Adam Warren made it this week, but let me know if I'm right.
1: Shockingly, Adam Warren is not on the top 12, but hey, maybe next year, mm. uh, next week. But yeah, um, sitting atop is still Garrett Cole firmly holding his place as the Yankees B-Ref war leader. But uh, following him, Aaron Judge returns to the number two spot after what we, as we talked about earlier, just a ridiculous week from the from the Yankees captain uh Coming back from injury and then just going off. So mm. kudos to him on his return to number two. There, let's see if he can get ahead of Garrett Cole. Do it, you uh, following. Do it, you all. Following Aaron Judge is Anthony Rizzo, who's uh, been phenomenal this whole season. So you know, really doing some work there. Ian Hamilton comes in at four, which is wild. He was doing really she, well. Yeah. And then the last few days he's been on the I.L. Yeah, he's still just up there, which is funny to me. But uh, rounding at the top five: Anthony Volpe, Michael King, up there, Harrison Bader, stupid Domingo Herman and his pupins, <laughs> Jimmy Cordero, who we probably should have talked about a little bit more. But also, like it, we it, kind of we threw him into the whole bullpen conversation. But also, just a very solid week for him. Um, yeah, I think he pitched
0: like five times, honestly. It was a.
1: Yeah. Four and...
0: appearances, all scoreless, five innings total, and 84 pitches in seven days. That's, that's yeah. a lot of bullpen work.
1: And that includes the two innings of the opener of the Brito game in Toronto, right? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't messing up my memory. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, the rounding out the top 12 are Wandy Peralta. Clay Holmes, who's made his return to this le- leaderboard, which just shows you how you know Back to much, he's t- <laughs> much he's taken to his new role of hey, yeah, just use me when you need to instead of the ninth and eight or whatever. And then DJ Lemayhew at number twelve, yeah, pretty good. I'll take it
0: with Holmes in particular. I will say it is it is less annoying just when he blows a lead in a inning that is not the ninth. So that's that's all I got, but. <laughs> Hey, he's been—he hasn't been doing that. He's been good.
1: He did try his best to blow the save on Sunday, though.
0: That made me nervous. Yeah, that was the ninth inning. So.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: Reds had the go-ahead run at the plate. Winning yeah, run. Excuse yeah, me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They were Yankees he's... were fortunate though that the winning run was uh, Will Benson, who is just a guy. <laughs> he
1: is. He's no buck farmer,
0: really. No, no. Well, who? Who is?
1: who <laughs> oh, amongst this?
0: anyway so that's the BRF check-in i think are you ready to wrap this up let's do it all right yankee and Manfred of the week who do you have for yankee of the week
1: i'm going ben rortbett um hell finally, yeah. finally you know proving to us he's real just owning that whole thing uh uh, having a solid game in his Yankee debut. And, you know, once he hit that double, him doing the you can't see me celebration was just the cherry on top. And I really appreciated that. So, yeah. Ben Rortman, you're my Yankee of the week. Pretty good. Pretty good. I
0: appreciate that he exists, sort of.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: um, I will say the very obvious pick of Aaron Judge. Uh, I actually just did a fangraph. I don't always do this, but I did a fan graph sort of. Last seven days, um, best hitters by the qualified plate appearances. And I hadn't even gone to sorting by the Yankees yet. And Aaron Judge just leads all of baseball in the past week with a 500, 621, 1273, triple slash with a 385 WRC plus and five home runs. That's, that's doing
1: it. He had 11 hits and only five of them were home runs. And he really the Yankee of the week. He had 1.1 1. 1 war just a week. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know, I'm,
0: I'm curious if MLB will give him player of the week, or they'll be like, maybe we'll just find an excuse to give it to someone else.
1: They're going to have to do what we do, it's just other Yankee of the week, other player of the week.
0: Yeah, it's it'll
1: be Ben Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, You would never, ever guess it was number touch. two,
0: though. I won't? No, he's on the Nationals. I don't know who's on the Nationals. Jamer Candelario, obviously.
1: Oh sure, a hundred percent. Does does that name well, even I mean, ring a bell to you? No, I do I do know him, yes. Yeah,
0: because he was he was on the Tigers and then he's just popped up on the Nationals.
1: Yeah. No, I just <laughs> I had no idea he was on the Nets. Yeah, surprise. Um I will say, you know, kudos to the Nationals who aren't as awful as I expected to expected them to be. They're just no. regular bad.
0: That's that does I think I I I had that thought pretty recently too, because yeah, they're just fine bad, you know. <laughs> maybe that is going to come maybe that's going to come later in the season when they just trade whoever is like gamer Candelario is a guy who could they could just get rid of if someone wants to buy him from them. So maybe once they get rid of some of these players uh who are just placeholders, then that will not last. But for now, twenty and twenty-seven, last place, but thumbs up. <laughs>
1: I'm looking at a uh, baseball references' uh, simple rating system, and Sorry, they're I only minus so. half, <laughs> whatever the hell that means. well <laughs>
0: so, regular bad. Congrats. Somehow,
1: somehow better than the Marlins, who are in third place in that division.
0: Improbably, they keep winning like a million one-run games. That's the town. Yeah.
1: they're a game over 500.
0: Do you know who is not good? The Oakland A's, ten and thirty-eight. <laughs> Yeah, two oh
1: eight winning percentage.
0: Twenty games behind the Rangers already. <laughs>
1: God, like how 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 is there not an E next to their name at this point? I don't
0: know, but you have to do some serious work to be twenty games behind before June starts. Like a week from June starting.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did like... get their tenth win just in this past week, and then yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and then there's the NL, the AL Central, where you know. The Twins are the only good team, and even they're just twenty-five and twenty-two. Which, granted, is only a little bit worse than the Yankees, but still.
1: It is funny though, because the Twins at twenty-five and twenty-two are tied with the Toronto Blue Jays, who are in last place in, this in the AL East. Yeah, there was a good,
0: effectively wild segment on this <clears throat> recently, where it's like, oh yeah, all the teams in the AL East and then the AL Central are just in order because.
1: Yeah, no, it, and it has been for like a little while too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, good. I, and I don't really know when that's changing because the even the worst of the AL East is better. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are the Tigers in second place in that division? Like, they're not good either.
1: Because <laughs> the White Sox have just imploded oh, thanks to Tony La Russa.
0: Yeah, and the, um, and the Guardians can't hit at all. Yeah. They got mollywopped by the Mets.
1: <laughs> and the Royals still can't watch porn, so. The Royals Actually, are. I don't know. I don't the know royals if true, are no,
0: low-key but... worse than the A's in some ways because like the A's just have like nothing, no hope at all. The Royals at least have like some young players who like should be doing better than this, and they're just horrible. Anyway. Yeah.
1: This yeah, has been gave... around the at AL they...
0: Central on, on the Fodiman Park podcast.
1: At least they gave uh Sal Perez uh the captaincy this year. <laughs> yeah. The captain's not... going down to the ship. <laughs> I did not know Jackie Bradley Jr. is on the Royals. Yeah, apparently. All right. Sure.
0: Okay. Um who is your man for the week?
1: It's the easy pick. It's Domingo Roman. Dude, wash your hands. Stop yeah. being an idiot.
0: Learn Something how to
1: wipe. <laughs> That's all I got. Like like conveniently it happened around when Luis is coming back, and I think they only need to figure out like a game or whatever. Um but it's still just annoying and dumb. Yeah, and putting your and, team in a bad yeah.
0: spot. And there there had been advanced notice of, like, don't be an idiot. And he was an idiot anyway. So,
1: yeah, that's the thing, right? It wasn't just the first time. Because if it was the first time, like, you're still calling him, I'm still calling him dumb and all that crap. But, dude, come on, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not great. My Manford of the Week.
1: You can give it to Domingo Ramon, too, if you want.
0: Yeah, sure. I don't I, I was thinking about saying <laughs> like DJ LeMahieu, but he he had some good defense too. He hasn't been hitting at all in the past week, but yeah. No we're gonna,
1: we're
0: gonna give it to that. Actually, yeah. you know what? Horses. We're gonna give we're gonna give it to the umpiring ruling in Sunday's game with the ball that Jake Bowers, who also did not have a good week, um, uh, like had deflected off him. He should have made that catch anyway. So mini co manford of the week there. He also has zero hits in the past week. And but they, you know, they call that ball foul and obviously Bowers is not in a rush to get it. And then they rule in the replay. Um, actually, the, it's fair and the run scores. Like, yes, it's fair, but I don't think you can justifiably say that the runner would have scored if you had already called the play dead. And that's why Bowers is like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm. they got part of it right into, you know, turning it into a fair ball. Yeah, 100% that that's right. But the other part of it, whatever. The only thing I'll just say is like the, the the Yankees shouldn't let one run against the Reds, you know. Yeah, defeat them, and they didn't. So yes, good job.
0: That. Actually, you know what? Scratch all that. Man for the week is John Schneider. because that guy's annoying.
1: It's... I was just about to say like I, it's, it, I, I honestly thought about giving it to Kevin uh, Gossman just because. Did, did you see the whole thing? Yeah, it like, was like I oh, I want we want three innings back. back. <laughs> like, yeah, like, okay, shut up. yeah, that whole organization, yeah. giant babies, mm-hmm. bunch of hosers. <laughs> no right. Molson for you, eh? All right. <laughs> and, uh, way uh, way by right the way,
0: <laughs> by the way, congratulations to the uh, Edmonton Oilers for securing thirty years without the Stanley Cup. In Woo! Uh, sorry, Connor McDavid. Anyway, poor yeah. Devils also eliminated since our last talk.
1: I think. <laughs> I think it might have happened before. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, maybe it did. I don't know. I'm trying to put it away for me. <laughs> Stupid cats, <laughs> Go, go, rats. <laughs>
1: yeah. Go Florida, go Las Vegas. The two, yeah. t- the two places I think about when I think hockey.
0: Yeah, that's 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 what I've always famously said. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I will say like Vegas is like really so entrenched the Knights into like the city that I almost do think of them pretty quickly. But, <laughs> but also, we're not normal people, so. yeah, that's fair. All right, okay, we've been going too long. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Podument Park. Follow me at Burns PSA. Follow Pinstrip Alley at Pinstrip Alley um do you have anything to say or should
1: we just get out of here go yankees go baseball oh the yankees have a west coast trip coming up next week and i'm very thankful for the pitch clock to actually make me interested in watching
0: oh <laughs> yeah yeah and actually those games will begin mostly at like 9 40 other than the friday game so we'll take that because yeah. it's a little it might only be like 25 minutes ahead of normal but we will take the advantage
1: for 100
0: all right um Go Yankees. Uh, Yeah, they're playing Orioles and Padres this week. So take care of business. Make sure the dads keep being sad.
1: Yeah, the the Padres are 100% going to show up and be good this week, right? Like Uh, It's going to be annoying. And it's not going to be that annoying because they should be better than they have been. But yeah, whatever.
0: Boo, dads, boo.
1: Just for this week.
0: Yes, yes. All right, bye, everyone. (laughs)